This is A Journey to Nature's Edge, a podcast brought to you by the Wiccan and Ashin in Tofino, Canada. These are stories from the rugged West Coast and the memories of those that call this place home. Well, good day, everybody. You are listening to the podcast Adventuring in Clackwood Sound. Uh, my name is Cameron Dennison, and I am sitting with the managing director of the Wiccan and Ashin here in beautiful British Columbia, Tofino. It's Charles McDermott. Hello, Charles. Hi, Cameron. It's great to be with you. Well, uh, we've had a few great conversations, and I'm very excited because I've, I've, um, we've talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, and uh, it's a great story. Well, thanks. It's a little bit of history, and growing up here uh, in Tofino with my best friend, Dana Dirksen, uh, it was a little like uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, long, long before we were even old enough to drive a car or think about driving a car, we were saving our allowance for gas money, and uh, that was for the boat. And when the tank and the boat was full, well, we'd be gone for hours uh, exploring the inlets and islands of Clackwood Sound. So it was uh, just the two of us, the boat and uh, life jackets and a pair of oars just in case the motor conked out, and off we went. So... Um, yeah, in the season, uh, you know, summertime as, uh, uh, we'd go, we'd go fishing as the salmon started to, uh, run. And, and other than, uh, that other boats we saw really, we didn't see anyone wouldn't hear from us the whole day. How old were you at this time? Uh, well, we were just kids. We were like 12, 13. That was, uh, 14 in that age group there. Does that happen uh, in the same way? Do you think these days uh, today? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I really, it was a bit of a different era back then. You know, <laughs> Tofino was a real pioneer town. This was, this was a long time ago. And, and, uh, I think kids were, uh, well, I think that today the term is uh, free range. We were <laughs> free range for sure back then. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd just spend the whole day and We'd be out in the boat and wouldn't be in touch with parents or anything else and just the guys we uh, other boats we saw during the day and that'd be it so yeah well as i said nowadays though i i can't imagine uh my daughter running around in the wild like like we did back then um maybe it's like that for most parents but regardless of your childhood um it was uh, it was a different era and when i was growing up in tofino it was it was really as i say it was a pioneer village the town ran on basic industries fishing and logging and people were outside all the time uh something i think as a society we just don't take as many risks uh today as as maybe we did back then it was just more natural all the industries were happening outside people were out outdoors all day um, and as I say, it was a bit different then. It was a little more rustic and rough around the edges. And, and so it wasn't anything extraordinary for Dana and myself to, to be out and about on our all-day adventures. <laughs> it sounds like a, a very good way to grow up. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful time. There was one particular experience I, I, I do recall that kind of stands out. And on one particular occasion, uh, Dana and I had decided to take our family's little 12-foot aluminum boat uh, and take a tour around Vargas Island. Um, now, Vargas is is quite a large island here in Clackwood Sound, and and uh, um, you know, and it's it's. Uh, well, for kids back then, it was it was a bit of a stretch out there, and um, but uh, we we were up for the task, and so as you you know you can see it from town, but it's a good journey in a small boat. So. And when you're twelve, it's a giant journey. Yeah, well, 
was a, it was, yeah, it was, it was, but it was an adventure we were up for. So we planned it well and told our parents, um, you know, we stocked, who stocked us with uh, extra supplies just in case. And uh, Dana's father, Hank, who was a forestry guy and, uh, you know, he did some part-time trapping and yeah, he's definitely an outdoors guy. And he, he gave us some uh, precautionary gear. And then we packed up the boat in the morning and, and started up the little nine and a half horsepower uh, motor and out we went. And it was a beautiful summer day and everything was going well and, and as planned. And, and when we started, we went on the, uh, on the inside to start and, and, and we rounded Vargas Island. And as we came across the north end of the island, um, uh, well, if you've been here in the summer, uh, especially August, you'll, you'll know there's this uh, event that can happen quite suddenly, that three-letter word. Fog. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly this beautiful sunshiny day turned into pea soup and, uh, and, and uh, you just couldn't see a thing. Uh, we weren't too far offshore, uh, but that also meant we were close to the many offshore reefs and with a, a decent swell running, it, it, it got pretty rough and we were concerned about, you know, potentially being capsized and uh, especially it was, uh, the fog was so thick and um, the waves over uh, a reef can, you know, kind of be obscured until there's a big swell and then boom, it can happen right in front of you. So we didn't want to be caught unawares and, and then the wind picked up a bit and the water started getting rougher, a little choppy. So do you remember, like right now when you're telling this story, can you remember your emotion? Oh yeah, I remember Because that's got to be a big life. Yeah, I was, I was in the stern running the motor and Dana was in front keeping an eye out for any reefs, right? Just, yeah. just looking ahead at because as it was so foggy, you couldn't hardly see. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. It yeah. was, uh, it was a little concerning, I will say. So yeah. And, um, things were getting a little dicey. <laughs> so, uh, Dana and I made the decision to head ashore on the nearest beach. And, and for those of you who know Vargas, there's a few beaches around. And anyway, we were, we pulled the motor up and, uh, brought it in on shore and it, the surf wasn't too high at that point. We were able to kind of surf the boat in. It's a small boat, so um, it wasn't too bad. And, and we hiked everything up beyond the high tide line and turned the boat over on its edge, uh, placing some uh, beach-combed wood along the open side. And then uh, and it sort of formed a decent shelter. And then, uh, and, and luckily, the aluminum boat is small and light enough that, you know, two kids, two kids we could haul it up and the motor... Uh, without too much trouble. And then uh, at the open stern end, uh, we built a little fire just outside the, the open end there. And and uh, and I think it was Hank, it was uh, Dana's dad in his uh, last minute supply check, um, who had given us some sleeping bags uh, just in case. I, I really like this guy in the story already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is great because we, uh, we had to hunker down for the night. We made the decision. It was it, the fog stayed, you know, right through the end of the day and it, it, it didn't let up as it often does, but uh, not this day. So uh, thankfully, we didn't know at the time that there's a healthy family of wolves on Vargas Island, much <laughs> like there is today. Um, uh, that or we were just, you know, so used to the fact bears and cougars and wolves, you know, the, the, uh, big uh, carnivores and, and so on uh, that live here, too. We're, 
we're just used to that. So anyway, we roasted a couple sausages on the fire and slept pretty well, considering the situation. So in that situation, uh, growing up, you didn't take a, a little BB gun or a slingshot or a, a hip knife. Do you have anything oh, like that? Oh, we'd have pocket knives yeah. for sure. We'd yeah. travel with those all the time and, and, and some matches, of course, and all that. You know, uh, I think we probably had it in a plastic bag or something. They didn't have the <laughs> yeah. wet bags like we, we've got today, but uh, the, the dry bags. But um, yeah, and um, so, yeah. So we, we thought it was uh, kind of an adventure. Didn't really think anything of it. We knew it was the safest thing to do. You knew uh, your parents wouldn't be uh, overly concerned, or were you kind of nervous about that? Well, kind of nervous about that because yeah. we were expecting it to happen in a day. But, uh, you know, we felt that if they knew, if the fog had come in enough to come into t- to Tofino itself, they would obviously see that and, and recognize that, oh, well, that they maybe have pulled in right. for the night. So. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, the next morning, you know, we packed our things up and uh, around 10 o'clock, the, the fog uh, started to clear a little bit. It still wasn't uh, wide open, but we, we figured we, it was clear enough. We got the motor back on the boat, packed up the supplies and, and uh, slowly tootled our way home back to, to town. Um, and uh, I will say, our parents were a little anxious upon our return. In <laughs> yeah. fact... Uh, our my mother was on the dock uh, when we pulled in, okay. so uh, they 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 they'd seen the fog and they trusted us to do the right thing. Uh, but in the end, you know, nothing bad happened. But uh, my mother was pretty nervous about that. Um, and but I look back and think how trusting you know they were that we could you know fend for ourselves in in that kind of an environment. Um, but uh, of course, uh, at the time. Uh, back then in town, you know, as I said, everything, all the basic industries, the fishing and logging and so on, and, and, the, and the fishermen. There was a huge fishing fleet, very different from today, because there were so many day fishermen, right, and uh, who go out in the day and, and, uh, and uh, uh, bring back salmon that, uh, that in, the, in the evening. And they pretty much all fished without deckhands then, you know, so it was individual. And there were you know, the sea it uh, gave life, and it and it occasionally took life too. And you know, it, it was a natural way of living where people could and often, you know, could die. Um, you know, fishermen. There were several widows of fishermen in town. Uh, there were times even traveling around with my family that we could uh, have been snapped up by the ocean in in certain circumstances, just like that. And even when people come, still to this day, yeah. there is a great deal of beauty and natural magnificence and all those things still need to be treated with caution and respect because it, it's all very powerful absolutely uh the west coast here is still uh just as it can be just as dangerous as it was back then and you have to have respect and i think that's the number one thing is is having respect for mother nature knowing uh what's what's possible and and if you do carry that respect you'll be a lot safer and um, and I remember one such trip, we were with the family and uh, we'd packed up our, you know, my, my parents, my two brothers, our family, Chesapeake uh, Bay Retriever, big dog, and uh, in, into this 12-foot aluminum boat and we headed out to Radar Hill Beaches. And, uh, and um, yeah, and it was all fun and well. It was a beautiful summer day as we headed out. And, uh, and as it happened, you know, as can happen, the, the wind came up and, uh, you know, forecasts weren't 
quite what they are today. You just didn't dial it up on the internet to see, you know, what the 12 hour <laughs> yeah. forecast is going to be hour by hour. So, you know, we headed out and as, as I say, it was a sunny day. And then all of a sudden you could see the clouds started coming in from the Southeast, the Southeast wind picked up and we were like, Oh, we better, we better get going. And, and we got back in the boat and, and, um, as we were, you know, heading back at the, the wave, the swell picked up and, um, and, uh, and, you know, my youngest brother was then puking over the, the side. My mother and I were bailing the boat oh, and boy. occasional waves coming right over the bow. And we were close to the shore and you could just see the waves roiling on the, on the, on the, on the open coast. And, and my father, uh, just kind of gritting his teeth and, and driving us through the storm and getting us home, and it was uh, that was uh, that was that was a scary adventure. That was uh, much more precarious than our trip around Mears Island and a and a family adventure we will never forget. I was gonna say, I bet everybody that probably pops up once in a while with your brothers or in conversation or storytelling. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you think of all of a family of five and a dog and a twelve foot yeah. aluminum boat with a nine and a half horsepower motor on the out. Uh, on the open open coast and a, and a not really kind of snotty day and and uh, yeah it was dicey no no question about that and but 12 12 foot might seem if you're listening like a long boat but out here it's tiny it's a tiny <laughs> tiny boat especially with the five you know, people and a dog five people and a, and a big dog so nowadays as i said the weather forecasts are much more reliable you you know and as you have respect for mother nature is paramount here on the coast and it's always better to take a few extra supplies when you're traveling out on the open coast and be prepared. And, uh, you know, if you do a little research, check the weather, uh, tell people where you'll be and bring the right gear and a good sense of uh, a good dose of common sense and, and a bit of a sense of adventure. And, you know, you'll have a great time. Uh, I want to say I'm happy so far that the story has a very happy ending because we're yes. sitting here talking. Well, it was, uh, it's been a happy ending, and I'm here to tell you about it. So it all worked out just fine. Well, and I'm also grateful that you're sharing the story for people who may want to choose to come here because, um, because the West Coast is so beautiful. It's easy to think, I'm just going to go out and see a bear and do all these things. And I think it would be wise to listen to this story that you've just told and also prepare yourself for the realities of what it's like to be on the, the edge of the world. Yeah, absolutely, and and especially when you're out in the in the open water on the exposed coast. Even yeah. in the middle of summer, you can get a storm that'll come through and 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 surprise you. Even on a, even on a beautiful sunny day, that can can come up to 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 catch you by surprise. Especially if you haven't checked the weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one of the benefits of when you come and stay at the Wake and the Shin. They'll check it for you. You bet. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Charles McDermott, the Managing Director of the Wiccan and Shin in Tofino, British Columbia, is uh, telling me stories and regaling me. I love learning. And Charles, can we do this again sometime soon? You bet. All right. Thank you very much. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on the Journey to Nature's Edge. Please consider subscribing and following along for more stories. If you are curious to learn more about the podcasts, and see the pictures related to each episode, access the Wiccan and the Shins website. See you soon!